Yeah, do you think when people in India watch Star Wars, they experience it differently from people in England or people in America? I mean, the obvious answer is yes, but I feel like the non-obvious answer is the generic consumer who appreciates American art is mm. much more similar than we'd like to believe. Hello and welcome to One Weird Thought with Kiran and Vijay. I'm your host, Kira, for today because I worked on a Substack article and with me I've got Vijay. Vijay, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, good to see you, Kiran. I'm really uh, looking forward to uh, today's topic. I feel uniquely qualified to uh, comment uh, on this topic as Exactly. Uh, I, I thought this would be really fun just because... As a as a duo, I think yeah. we're we're in a good place. I, I uh, think we, we have both a lot to offer. speak different forms of English, the same language, yeah, of the same language, and we also have unique insight into the American version of the language because we yeah. both you lived there, uh, you and I have lived there for, uh, in in America for a long time. So, uh, I I'd, I'd love to see what perspective you will bring to this particular topic. Well, I, I guess it's time to introduce the topic, Karen. Tee it up. Tell them, tell the folks what they've been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, today's topic is an app, as usual. But in this case, I want to be able to translate different dialects of English to the American audience. And I think there's a unique issue that Americans face when either they're they're at home meeting foreigners or they go abroad again, meeting foreigners uh, in, in their mind. But uh, Americans often struggle to understand other forms of English, other forms of communication as a whole, but, you know, English specifically. Um, and you can kind of see that when you see in, uh, in the deep Texas, when uh, an American might or a Texan might come across someone who's Hispanic, or uh, maybe in Seattle, when uh, you have to deal with a Punjabi pizza pizza shop owner right yeah i've seen interactions like this which is they're just awkward um karen i i think um you've taken a very america first perspective on this okay and yeah. i would say that is actually at a minimum it's a phenomenon that impacts people from all over the english-speaking world are you so saying British people struggle to understand other dialects as well? British people can't understand other British people. <gasps> That's true. I've right? heard of this. So um, there's there's a show we've been watching called Clarkson's Farm. It's about Jeremy Clarkson, uh, a famous oh, yeah. TV British presenter who decides that he's going to go uh, run a farm. And uh, one of his people, Gerald, uh, on the show, who's, who plays, you know, who's uh, on the show periodically, his USP, his unique selling point is the fact that nobody can understand what he's talking about. Uh, it's <laughs> is he amazing. From like a different region of England, or yeah, I mean, it's just gibberish, you know. Um, <laughs> but the uh, Jeremy Clarkson can, or no, no, no he just go, I just yeah, sure, do do whatever it is you're planning on doing. <laughs> so, uh, um, I've not thought of this. I mean, like for an MVP, I, I feel like we have to target the American audience. I'm sorry, Vijay, to overrule you, but uh -huh. uh, 
your point is well taken that this is a unique this is not a unique problem just to the americans mm-hmm. and and there is a universal hatred of uh core support people right yeah. which right which you know there's a kind of racism facet to it it's kind of our uh, people right or are we talking about our well, people well and and filipinos right philippines um, yes that's a big call center area as well right and and you know the um hypocrisy is not lost on me it's like, okay i want this product <laughs> to be as cheap as possible and and now i'm frustrated because i can't understand the person on the other end of the call because they've decided to outsource this to the cheapest possible place they could yeah um so but i think it's more than just the language barrier i think it's that the person who's trying to help you is actually very limited in what they can do but they're going to do it with the sunniest possible disposition so yeah, that's yeah that's the problem i think yeah. with many call center issues is like but, you but it's labeled as a call I, center but it's labeled as i can't understand them yeah yeah. Right. So, um, so maybe a call center translator facet to the product could be really useful. Um, like, uh, they do have very, uh, rigid scripts that they have to follow, right? At the call center. Right. But what if you have this plugin, whatever this yeah. person says, comes out with a Texas drawl at the other end? Exactly. It actually has, Ooh, I like it has, it has magic, it has matching lingo. So he listens to the person talking to them and he says, you know, I need to mirror back and talk to them in exactly the same dialect that they're talking to me in. And I would add to that and say, instead of all this niceties that a call center employee might add, yeah. sometimes with, with people, you just need to be direct. Yeah, yeah. And so if someone asks a stupid question, yeah, you can be like, I'm sorry, I can't help you because yeah. this question is too stupid. You should not yeah. be using this product. Yes, it's- yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe you need to start culling the herd and going for higher quality customers. Exactly. Um, and I think this is a plugin for what it's worth, maybe on the customer side. On the customer side. Wow. So the customer has to like, because the, the call center could lose people. Yeah. Uh, if I don't think they're incentivized to buy such a product. But if you're the kind of person that wants to understand other people and just get like the straight up no... No mm. BS answers mm. from people, mm. right? You mm. install our plugin and then all this, all this speak, all this niceties mm. that mm. have been added to the speech, maybe, mm. maybe it just cuts it all out and this mm. gives you the, the straight facts in a text and draw. Mm. So, Kieran, moving, kind of zooming back out for a second. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's some education that needs to happen of our uh, American brethren. Like, and helping them understand that English comes in many forms. For example, yeah. yeah. I, I remember, I've been asked multiple times over the years, what language do they speak in England? I've been told, wow, your English is really good. This is real? Yeah, real, right? I thought this was just that one Fox News anchor. No, no, no. Oh, oh, the one that you heard recently, the David Beckham thing? Oh, no, my no, no. God, that was incredible. Yeah, no, I, I've had it multiple times. Um, when I, I did one semester of high school in the US, and they wanted to put me in ESL, <laughs> oh right, which uh, English is a oh second language. That's so good. Yeah, which I had to kind of talk them out. I said, I think I'm going to be okay. 
you know, I'll drop a couple of U's in the spelling. I think we'll be fine. Right. And so. Um, oh, man. I didn't know uh, that. You're saying the American school system is also this stupid? Uh, yeah, it's, it, it says it speaks volumes, doesn't it? And, and, uh, but even that's, even that's not like, you know, even in, I remember Kitty and I going, uh, when we were in England, we went to Wales. We went to the capital of Wales, Cardiff. Yeah. And, um, uh, we went to a small shop and we were talking to the shopkeeper and he was like, it's very cold here, isn't it? And it took us a while to kind of catch on that. Oh, he thinks that we are not really good at the whole English thing. So he's trying to really put it out there for us. So I, I where, think there's... Where did he... You were from, just like he, straight Indian? Yeah, like, yeah, Punjab? must have. Yeah, yeah, must have, right? Straight from no, the I don't think he had that level of uh, ability to discern Punjab. He was just, you know, the, one of the brown places. Mm, right? And so, places. Um, That's true. Right, so... Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, there's... In your app, you know, when you kind of onboard people to the app, yeah, you're like, hey, English is spoken in, in, in many different ways. Oh, as part of like a first run experience. Yeah. yeah. And you could do clips of people speaking English differently from each There's other. There's some fantastic YouTube clips of like someone's speed doing like 17, 18 accents. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, and the English versions yeah. are so different. They are yeah. like... Um, I mean... I had to change. I had to change the way I speak when yeah. I moved it. I just did. Like I, it was, I used to dread like going through a drive-through, and you know I kind of hard R the situation, like over-index on it because, you know, that's what Americans do, and so yeah. um, Americans with easy. those hard R's. Yes. Yeah. I, I think um, so. So, t- tell me. Let's let's talk through your app a bit more. Okay. Um, and for what it's worth, I, I also I, I feel like when we talk to different people, there's that code switching, right? Where you, you mm-hmm. change how you sound. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. Um, because it's difficult, like, and uh, Nurthi and I just learned Spanish. And by learned, I mean, we've done one month of Spanish. So it's still very difficult for us to, yeah, so we know, (laughs) we we know the language, but um, it's still difficult for us to understand if someone speaks quickly. Uh, We our vocabulary is limited and it doesn't help that like different regions have different accents of Mm. Spanish. Mm. So we learned in Guatemala. Mm. It's similar to Mexican Spanish, but it's not like exactly Mm. the same. It was different than Costa Rican Spanish. And mm. so um, we can still sort of pick it up, mm. but you know our teacher in Antigua did a great job of like slowing down how she spoke, mm. really enunciating everything. Mm. And the truth of the matter is, for English, it's a similar problem for a lot of the world, right? Mm. Many mm. parts of the world speak multiple languages. America mm. is is one of the few where it does seem like the general population is not exposed to more than just english i feel like i would argue that even in england you guys are exposed to more languages than english no we're, we're awful we're just as bad like so you do you know like here you do like a couple of years of high school spanish and yeah. none of it sticks right so in england you do you know I, I did a couple of years of high school french and none of it stuck uh at all right it, we're just terrible 
but I am. I would have expected you had like trips to France and stuff. We didn't. It didn't help. No. No. It was terrible. Like so. In fact, uh, I remember like like going to France like as an adult years later. It was a disaster. It was (laughs) just a disaster. French on them. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, fine. Your high school French. Yeah. Make make that cheese pizza then instead of you know fromage. Right, so, um, so I, I think there's something about the English-speaking countries where we're belligerently not going to learn any other language. Yeah, and, I mean, I, we have a mutual friend, right, Kirat, who yeah. is fairly convinced that English is now the hegemonic language, and there's no need to evolve further. And uh, there's a part of me that believes in, there's also a part of me that feels like maybe we can splinter even further and then our AI or technological overlords can like yeah. piece all the communication together. Well, I, I was going to, I was going to explore how language deviates over time. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So really if you interesting look at, question. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you look at, um, right, if you look at, the history of English in India and the history of English in the US, right? You know, it's like, you know, you, you've got this source code and then it kind of forked, right? Yeah. And there's a kind of, right? You know, in India, you're offing the switch, right? In, in America, we're doing things like look it, right? Um, and so <laughs> there are these different, they, they've kind of gone their own separate way. And I've been, I've been interested in North Korea lately, and they're talking about the differences between the language uh, just over the course of the time that these two countries have separated. Wow. And they said it's getting increasingly difficult for um, for people to communicate with this common language. That's right? incredible. Um, That's just yeah. like two generations, right? Or yeah, three, yeah, even three. Even I feel like uh, uh, Punjabi Pakistanis and Punjabi Indians struggle a bit more than you would have thought. Like, I've kind of uh, noticed with, yeah. with Tavish, for example, like our kind of versions, there's there's deviations. And kind of mine is like, and I'm like, kind of mine is thoroughly, thoroughly polluted by my time in England. And of course, kind of like, kind of the socioeconomics of the people that we were around, right? Like, you know, um, so, uh, but certainly between North Korea and South Korea, they say one of the problems is like, trying to send spies in. Is the spies they stick out because they can't speak the language properly? That's crazy. That's, yeah, that's pretty. Soon. But yeah, I, I've I've heard about this as well, where uh, languages go through these divergences, and then yeah. you know sometimes there are convergences where um, you know some sort of pop cultural reference is popularized enough that that lingo like kind of mm. captures the the essence of the people, and people mm. like converge their languages more. Um, you, you, a lot of the reason English is so popular today, I mean, obviously colonialism. Yeah, we can't we can't put that uh, mm-hmm. aside. But like, it, it is pop culture, right? Like, mm-hmm. the Avengers are still the most probably the most popular franchise to have ever existed. They're mm-hmm. built, made in English, and they're sent to all corners of the world. So, and so, there's a lot of first generation English speakers today that have mm-hmm. you know. You know, they picked it up a lot from pop culture. Yeah, yeah. So a, a couple of comments on that one. Um, one is that I'm reading a book by uh, Vikram Seth right now, and he spent uh, a couple of years studying in China. 
and uh, speaks speaks I, I guess Mandarin uh, yeah. quite well. And he was talking about being in this village in the middle of nowhere. This was in the nineteen eighties. Um, and he, he talks about being in this village in the middle of nowhere and one night, you know, for entertainment, everybody's singing songs. And so he goes out and sings an old school, uh, Raj Kapoor song. I think it's Raj Kapoor. It's from this movie called Avara, right? The Wanderer, right? And so, um, and he said, all these people knew that song. What? Yeah, well, Bollywood's kind of yeah. Bollywood's yeah. actually pretty big. So, too. so, but my question to you is, and Bollywood's very popular in the Middle East. It's very popular in Russia, yeah. right? Um, yet, the language hasn't rubbed off. Uh, I, I don't know if, I guess if it's so isolated that it's Bollywood is completely dubbed over, um, then it, it, it's tough for the the language to go to new people. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, a lot of American shows are displayed in the original, and then they also have the dubbed over versions. But um, at least in Bollywood, yeah. I've seen like the originals are not available. Mm. Like w- one of my most recent gripes has been there's this famous Telugu movie from last year called RRR. It's yeah, just yeah, the letter yeah. R three, right? I've watched it. It was terrible. There is. No, yeah, I'm sure it is. I haven't watched it yet because I only want to watch it in that original Telugu. Because I see. Telugu is my mother tongue. Oh. The only language that's available, though, is Hindi. Yeah. Oh, right. And English. And in, yeah. Sp- and in Mexico, it's Spanish. Yeah. Like, mm. I can watch it in Spanish, but I can't wow. watch it in the original. So wow. I just don't, I don't see that happening for most of the English shows. Actually, but maybe, yeah. Have you noticed, like, when you watch a show... Like suppose you watch a show that was originally in Hindi, and then they've they subtitled it, and then the subtitle, like the translation, is just a bit, just a off. bit. Like, no, you kind of miss that nuance, you know. Totally. And it, I've no, I've seen that again and again. So I can see why you'd want to uh, watch it in Telugu and not 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 in Hindi. Um, Another weird movie recently, Coco. You know, Coco, yeah. the Disney Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Du- it is originally in English, mm-hmm. but. The Spanish dubbed version, I found actually all the songs are better. It's, it's wait, so in strange. that instance, it was better off being dubbed. Yeah, because and all the I think most of the voice actors as well as the uh, the uh, composer and singers, they're all kind of like they're all of Spanish, uh, Latino or mm. I don't think any. I don't think it's a Spanish, but yeah, it's a Latino movie because it's like mostly about mexico and like dia de los muertos muertes yeah. and all that stuff right so the Sp- the songs are better in spanish it's it's uh-huh. crazy but it's been dubbed over so like the the yeah it just doesn't make sense it's, it's one of the first movies i've seen where the dubbed version is better i think than the original uh, so uh, w- w- one more comment on on to dub or not to dub uh i have a friend uh uh, he's Belgian, and mm. he moved here. He'd, he'd been working professionally probably, I don't know, five to ten years, and after that he moved to the U.S., and his English, impeccable. Mm. All the idioms, everything he had nailed, like right, like phenomenal, like groovy, things like that. He knew, <laughs> like, and I use there's a really specific example I use because I remember there was a friend of mine who'd lived in the U.S. for a lot longer than him, who didn't know 
what that particular word meant, right? And so, um, and his English was so great that when we came to doing our, our UX, like he and I would be the ones who would always write out everything. Mm, uh, yeah. And um, I was asking him, so, you know, why so good at English, right? And he was saying, the reason why is because I'm from Belgium and nobody's ever going to dub a movie into Flemish, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so because of that, right, the best you were going to get was subtitles, right? And wow. so, because, you know, you compare that to France, right? Like France, notoriously, like the, uh, you know, they're not as great at, at speaking English, right? Because they get their movies dubbed into uh, into French. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he was able to kind of spin this thing into a, into a positive situation. That's uh, pretty cool. I, I kind of just... That's so weird that I would assume that someone from Belgium will know English like yeah, pretty decently well. Great, just really good. Um, and yet, you know, like I say, all of us English-speaking folk, we struggle just don't. To, yeah, we, we don't. struggle to understand each other. Yeah. Well, I, actually, there's one more thing I was going to say to you. Like, I remember being in India, listening to the news, and really struggling to follow along with the news, and they just spoke. <laughs> <laughs> they spoke too quickly for me. Like they just spoke too, you know, and I kind of had this realization that anybody who's speaking to me in Hindi or Punjabi is slowing it down to a remedial level. Ah, uh, yeah. So I get the gist of it. So like, we're going to have to slow this down for this guy. Otherwise he doesn't stand a chance. Dude, for what it's worth, when I moved to India, people uh-huh. speaking to me in English. Yeah. It was too fast for me. Ah, uh. And specifically, Nritya was definitely like 50% faster than I could like keep up with. But I thought she was really cute. So I wanted to talk to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know, it was, maybe this I was, needed a whole translation later. Maybe your whole relationship was built on this very questionable foundation of you actually had no idea what she was talking about. Yeah. Uh, first couple of years, definitely. Um, I got used to it though, Vijay. I, I think by now I'm I'm picking up at least eighty to ninety percent of what she's saying at any given time. Oh, that's probably about the same as me and Kirti. Yeah, see, yeah, and then, you know we we speak the same language, hundred percent. We're dialed I mean, in. In theory, we speak the same language as yeah. well. But um... actually, I say that like every <laughs> once in a while, um, Kirti's parents grew up in Kenya. They they were born in Kenya. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I'm sure I told you the story before. I bet. Right, but uh, for our listeners, right? Um, so her parents grew up and they were born and raised in Kenya. And in Kenya, um, they spoke Hindi and Punjabi at home. Uh, and interestingly, in Kenya, in the schools, they were taught Gujarati. What? Yeah, yeah. So both of my uh, in-laws can read and write Gujarati as well. And Obviously, because this is where they live, they could both speak Swahili as well. Um, That's, wow. Okay. So, you know, when Kirsty and I speak to each other, you know, we speak 90% English with, you know, the odd word in Punjabi here and there, right? Um, or the odd phrase here and there in, in, in Punjabi, right? Um, but every once in a while, she'll say something, and I'm like, I don't know what that word means. And... The causes, there's two causes is what we found. It's one, is her vocabulary in Punjabi is better than mine. Okay. And two, 
sometimes she's actually using a Swahili word and doesn't realize it. That's so cool. Because she's picked it up from her parents. Right? She's throwing Swahili in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> oh, man. now I've got, you know, two words of Swahili, I think, uh, to my credit. Yeah. Okay. So at this point in our discussion, we've kind of, we've done a, a really nice overview of all the ways that English speakers get into trouble around the world, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we sort of have an idea of why English proficiency is, uh, you know, on the rise, I guess, but still people are struggling to understand each other. Mm -hmm. um, do you kind of see a market for for this kind of translation app? I, I actually don't think it needs to sit on your phone. I actually, I really like your call center idea. Uh, so maybe you can like tap directly into like calling services and then because here's the other thing, right, Vijay, when you're when you're in person, there's so many other signals that you're getting from in terms of meaning. Mm, so mm. facial expressions, hand gestures, mm. like pointing at stuff that mm. like I think we, we we're, we've sort of gotten we can, like the person to person mm. communication covered. So maybe it's about commercial applications then, right? So in addition to the call center, the movie dubbing scenario could be more localized. Yeah. I just don't know if they'll preserve the art of the original. Like well, I, so, let, some of the movies, I love the way they've been able to yeah. translate the language correctly. Right. Yeah. Like when they do it right, the movie works when it's like ham fisted, the movie can fall flat. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I remember reading um, To Kill a Mockingbird in high school in England. And that was heavy going, yeah. right? Uh, and I think it's heavy going reading it in in, in the US, right? Because you know those are um, those are different dialect, right? And so um, what I was wondering was, okay, if we translated that dialect into the back countries of England dialect, mm. yeah, do you get? a deeper understanding of the characters or do you actually lose something? I, I mean, it does feel like you lose something because it's very, even the subject matter is set in the deep South for a reason. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if the English countryside had similar issues and just as a ref it's been a while since I read to, to kill a mockingbird. In the language, do they actually change up the spelling so you can like kind of read it in the, in like an it, accent? Like how? how it's kind of like a lot of yesums. Yesums. Mm. Yeah. And obviously in some North. Yeah. And so yeah, some of it really did sound like gibberish, right? And watching the movie didn't help, right? <laughs> uh, um, but you know, another example is we're, we're watching a show right now called The Great uh, on Hulu. Uh, it's uh, about Catherine the Great. It's really fun. Um, highly recommend it. Right. Um, Catherine the Great. But, okay, cool. But, uh, and, and it, you know, it's very comedic. Uh, um, uh, and yet you kind of get this sense of Russian history, like which I was wonderfully naive about before. Right. Um, but all the characters are, uh, they're, they're English. Right, so everybody, Catherine the Great, who was German, speaks with an English accent to her husband, Russian husband, Peter the Great. Oh, right? And so okay. um, actually Peter's dad was Peter the Great. 
Um, and so, um, but they're all speaking with an English accent. And then on top of that, just to keep it interesting, uh, and because, you know, we're all DEI now, uh, some of the characters are Indian, some of the characters are black, and yet it's all in Russia. Well, well, now, that is an interesting... So, should they have been speaking with a Russian accent? Uh, what would your app do? How would okay. your app make this better? I'm going to save myself a ton of trouble and just say art needs to be artsy, right? Like these artistic choices are there for a reason. Mm. I would not put this through the app that we're talking about here. I think this, I wanted it to be a very plain, brain dead, simple app that Mm. improves the amount of communication between different speakers of English so that mm. there's not so much like random confusion. So, so you wouldn't put it through a, you wouldn't use it for, for art. It sounds no. like, cause it's think destroying it. It would be destroying the art, right? Like, yeah. Well, but, but would it, right? So if we take my Catherine, the great example, it could make it better because it could have taken all those English speaking, English accent people and given them Russian accents. It could have, but wouldn't it then be like, I actually think things like this are, are funnier because they have been like done in British accents, for example, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're removing some of the absurdity and then you're also adding in potential mockery mm. because not everyone can do a good Russian accent. And then if you do mm. a bunch of Russian people playing the, you know, Catherine the Great, the humor mm. is probably going to be different because you know, Russian humor is famously different than English, British humor. Mm, like, mm. you just find different things funny culturally. Mm. So. Well, I, I wonder for us if we would have picked up on the nuance of, of class accent, right? So, right, like with, with you know, these main characters, Catherine and, and Peter, yeah. right? They sound posh. Yeah. Right? And so they yeah. sound posh in an English accent. I don't know if we would have recognized posh Russian versus kind of working class Russian. I mean, and this is a really important part about art, right? Mm. Art is made for an intended audience. It's really hard to take the art that's been made for a British audience, for an English audience, Mm. and then drop it for like an American audience. It famously like sometimes works, Mm. but most times it just doesn't like work as well. Um, See, I feel like the rest of the world yeah. has been trained to accept American art or specifically American movies, right? So you can take something like Star Wars, yeah, right? And you can experience it in India. Do you think when people in India watch Star Wars, they experience it differently from people in England or people in America? Um, I mean, the obvious answer is yes, but I feel like the non-obvious answer is the generic, like that consumer who appreciates American art is mm. much more similar than we'd like to believe, right? I would say the whatever amount of percentage of people in India, in mm. England, in Kenya, Nigeria, all over the world who are mm. used to American pop culture, mm. we have a lot in similar, dude, right? Like I can go talk to people about Avengers. I can go talk right. to people about Star Wars. So I, I, I would pick on Star Wars specifically, and I would say that there's Star Wars is kind of nerdy in the yeah. U.S., 
And I don't know if it's nerdy everywhere. It's else also around the world. Yeah. You don't think it it's is nerdy? nerdy? Yeah. And so, like, the Indian people who are watching Star Wars, they're like Star Wars nerds, not kind of Star Wars, not Star Wars, like, kind of mainstream people. I'm going to, I'm probably going to get, well, if, if someone listens to this that loves Star Wars in India, you know, feel free to email yeah. us uh, oh. your concerns. There goes but, our demographic <laughs> problem again. Yeah, a demographic <laughs> problem. But uh, I I honestly didn't think Star Wars were that, was that big in India. Even the new, new releases haven't done like spectacularly well or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think, um, I, and also like when the original Star Wars craze was, I think... I'm getting all of my dates wrong, but 80s? Was it yeah, 70s so, or yeah. 80s, right? No, 80s, yeah. 80s. So well, that was famously before India kind of was globalized enough that movies were coming in really quickly. Mm. I don't think Star Wars was that big back in the uh, 80s in India. And so, so they e- missed out on like a second and third wave nerd yeah. culture. So even then, so that means that they would relate to it differently, right? Because here... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like there's that kind of deep, deeper cultural. It's almost it's part of American history, right? It, it's um, such a big difference to support a sports team or to appreciate great works of art when yeah. your parents have done it, right? Yeah, like yeah. there's some sort of weird legacy attached to it, um, mm. and I feel like for Star Wars specifically in India, we're probably missing that. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. most of the Star Wars fans are about you know my age or. Mm. Like, we lost the previous generation, whereas in America, it's like a tradition. There's probably yeah, like yeah. three generations of Star Wars fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would think so. Yeah. I, I would think so. So, so our let's, app... Let's is, leave art aside. Yeah. So our app is about helping, helping people live their lives and kind of crossing those cultural communication barriers. Yeah. Cultural or just communication. Just communication right i think it's also cultural okay because like we said before there are cultures that are famously direct yeah there are also cultures that are overly polite yeah like let's not i mean i'm caricaturing things here but um it's almost it is the responsibility of both the speaker and listener to kind of try to figure out where the other person's coming from, right? Mm, but that's mm. an extremely hard problem, VJ. We can't expect mm. everyone to do that. Let's 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 get a technocratic solution out of the way. Let's like just do it for the yeah. listener. Actually, right? I was to to your point. I was thinking about you know imagine a future where all the call centers are in America, and we're now servicing the rest of the world, right? Mm. Um, right, we're we're the world's cheap labor now and crossing those cultural boundaries that kind of directness to indirectness that translation would be interesting i imagine you have you know somebody in in san antonio who's providing tech support to somebody in japan oh man yeah right so it's not just getting through the language barrier it's about you know subtle things like right in japanese culture i think like they're reluctant to say no right so you've worked with have you worked yeah. with japan japanese yeah, companies yeah. you must yeah, have, right? yeah. yeah 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 have yeah. you ever been in those meetings where there's like you have a trans a translation layer a translator yeah. yeah and at least my experience has been the person 
uh, I, we were talking to um, a big a headphone manufacturer at VJL. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, I won't reveal companies. But, you know, the engineer on their side would go on for like 30 seconds. Yeah, and the translation would be The no. translator would be like, yeah, that's not going to happen. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What were yeah. all the other words? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I went through a similar experience in, I think it was Taiwan, no, China. Where like the right, the response would be like very wordy, yeah, and the translation would be like he said no, right? So, yeah, he's just not gonna, it's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you, we, we need the same thing, right? Because when I was being, when I was probably overly direct and mm. uh, it wasn't making sense, there was a lot of um, back and forth on on there, and so yeah. But um, what if what if half of that translation is all racist, and the be. translator is actually I just insulting? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I wouldn't put it past them, but uh, I think they were very nice people. Um, sure, so sure they gonna, were. <laughs> to my sure face, they were. Yeah, yeah how do you know? <laughs> uh, I'm just you don't even know assume. what they were talking about. Innocent till proven guilty, VJ. I, I always okay. assume the best in people, and mm. uh, my continued naivete is evidence it, of that. It's your superpower. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <It's- laughs> I mean, I. I would love to be one of those people who just like speaks a particular language fluently. That's like so rare that you yeah. can go in and just see, like, hear p- people just freely talk about you. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't have that yet, so I get to remain naive. Is is Spanish going to be the thing? Is that the most <sighs> likely language where you could do that? We're too brown, right? Like people, yeah. people should should assume we know Spanish, especially Nritya. Nritya actually yeah. gets confused for like. Yeah. One lady yesterday was was saying like, "Where are you from?" And then yeah. I said, "Yeah, we're both from India." And she was like, "Oh, she's also from India." Oh, okay, yeah. I thought she yeah. was. Yeah. So um, yeah, that it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this could be a really important part of cultural exchange. And if you think about it, because we we're forming tons of in- internet subgroups, I I don't know if this is happening for you as much VJ, but like I have like a bunch of random internet communities hmm. that have weird phrases, right? Hmm. Like um, I've, I think I've introduced you to the Yak Collective and I don't know yeah. if our listeners know, but uh, I'm involved in like this indie consultant slash study groups community. They have a bunch of weird phrases and it took me a while. It took almost six months to a year to like kind of understand the lingo. Um, I've got a basketball group. There's so many in-group like phrases and like um, when when they say he is him, it, it means something different than like general English, right? So it took me a while to onboard to these communities and be a part of them, right? Like where yeah. I'm actually speaking the the language. And mm-hmm. so, in my mind, as we get more fractured, because there are less. Uh, there are less papers of record, right? Like there are less art artifacts. There are, there are less things that all of us read. They're mm. all like different, different pieces of art, culture, um, language that we're all consuming. So it seems like we're going to form the, the languages will fragment more than they're going to integrate in, in at least the short term from what I'm seeing. Oh, oh, so, so actually, so my, this product yeah. is going to, 
It's going to go up and to the right is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to pitch to you that this product is more important now than ever and will continue to be more important as we go forward. What do you think? Uh, I, I see where you're coming from, Kevin, because not only do you get these micro communities, those micro communities are not bound by geography either. No. So, so they're actually infused with some of the dialects of the members of the community. Yeah, man. Are, yeah, are brought sure. into these micro, you know, unbound uh, communities. So they really do end up with a unique dialect. And, and you see examples like that with, with large corporations, right? Where For large sure. corporations have their, uh, have their lingo and their, their phrases, right? Uh, my, my favorite one was ZBB, right? So uh, ZBB. No right, one ever which, knew what the exact translation is for, but like it, it means something kind of similar well, in all the contexts. No, it doesn't, right? So this is the thing I learned. What are the chances that ZBB could mean two completely unrelated things in two large corporations? Okay, wait, wait. should we do this three, two, one, and then tell me what you think ZBB is, and I'll tell okay. you what I. Okay, ready? Three, zero two, bug one, zero bug. Zero bug what bar you, is what I was going to say. Okay, so that I, I knew that's the one you were going to say, but it's also uh, uh, what is it called? Zero base budget, something like that. Zero so, base budget. Yeah. So one is to do with managing bugs. Zero right? bug and bounce get, also makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Right. So so yeah. So that one right is to do with managing bugs. Yeah. Right? And you get to this point where you, you know, where the number of bugs that you're finding is is tailing off now, you know, and you've kind of plateaued. Uh, and it's now safe to launch the product. Yeah. The other one is to do with um, figuring out like your investments like, as a, as a corporation and saying, okay, what are we going to invest in, and what are we going to uh, what are we not going to invest in? And you're you're trying to get to the point where you've used up all your resources uh, on these investments and everything below that line, you don't have resources for it. Oh, so, so what is that called again? Zero base budget. Yeah. Yeah, those words still don't make any sense to me together. No, I, I sure I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I, I agree with you. But so, you're right. Like it, it routinely takes new people to these bigger tech companies three yeah. to six months just so that they're like understanding what's going on yeah. well, uh, you, at like a intuitive level. Yeah, oftentimes like large companies will have like kind of dictionaries, right? Like to kind of help you understand how to, yeah, yeah. How, to, how to speak there their corporate language yeah pages of three letter acronyms yeah uh, lots of like fuzzy principles all sorts of things yeah 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 yeah. so Kieran your your app maybe your app makes the world a better place breaks down barriers I think less walls between people Mm -hmm. is better think about from a diplomacy perspective might make it harder (laughs) You think it would make it harder? Like if, if we can communicate more clearly with each other? Not more honestly, more clearly. More clearly, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, it, it should make it easier. I agree. I, um, my only thinking is sometimes mm, you want to put something in a very diplomatic way. Mm-hmm. And if the translator, if the app sort of functions as intended... Mm-hmm. You might come off too strong uh, uh, when the other person listens to it, but I guess it's, it's supposed to be tuned to the listener, 
And I think that's the important part here is like we should tune the app to the listener and what tone slash context they're in because, I mean, that's the most important part. Right? Well, the problem like, with that is like, what if, if I want to be direct with you, I don't want the app to tone it down. I'm like, look, I'm really angry with this person. This person needs to know that. And if the app is like, you know, he's, he's kind of upset. You know? <laughs> but I think the reason to tone it, to tune into the listener is because you, you are intending some sort of action to be taken based on your anger or your mm. emotion. Right. And I think people, it's really hard to get that right and to get the right, right reaction out of the other person. And so, dude, this translation layer is just going to help you do that. But this is kind of tying back to our old. There's another idea that we've kind yeah, of yeah. pitched, right? Yeah, high communication. Yeah, high I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that struck me was maybe this is the opposite a, of that. Yeah, there'd be a mismatch between the expression on my face, yeah, and the tone of the words that you're receiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It'd be like you know when you'd watch those uh, kung fu movies, and they'd be dubbed over. And they would sound awful. Like they would sound so bad. Um, and this would be similar. Like it's like, okay, I'm yelling. And the voice coming out on the other end is completely calm. It's, it's kind of unnerving. That, that might be a malfunction, but I think this is the antithesis to your high def communication. So instead of saying everything you want, this thing kind of filters it down so that it's the lowest common denominator between two people. Mm, mm, and mm. in doing so, there's less misunderstanding, but also, yeah, a lot of things will get lost, I would assume. Mm, yeah, mm. I think that's that's kind of true for this kind of communication. So, so Kieran, um, I'm assuming that you've created the pitch deck for this thing and you're looking for uh, angel investors now. Um, how does the community reach out to you and become part of this this thing, which could well be the next Google? Absolutely. Um, in fact, I would say we're in early seed development. So all I really need is like uh -huh. 20 to 30 second voice clips of you talking in your own dialect. And then um, I'll do the, the difficult work of transcribing that into American. Uh, wow. One is going to just focus on on Americans, of course. And are you qualified um, to translate into American? Yeah. Why not? Okay. I'm just checking. sort of American. Mostly. Just check. I've got a U.S. passport. So, so you you heard it right here, folks. Uh, if you want in on this, share clips uh, with uh, with Kieran. You can reach us at onewiththought at gmail dot com. Kieran, I have a question for you. Is this the last episode of the season? Yes, it is. We should have teed it up, but uh, we we've, it up. we've done ten episodes in season two, and uh, this podcast is going to come out late, so everyone kind of knows. I'm running low on one weird thoughts. I need some time to rejuvenate. And Vijay, I'm assuming you, you could use some time off as well. Yeah, yeah. We need to kind of recharge the, the weird the juice. Weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let let it ferment for a bit, right? I've got a yeah, couple of yeah. weird thoughts brewing, but they're not they're not fully ready yet. Mm. And um, yeah, so we're gonna take a a little break. Maybe do a season recap. Like, yeah. We're not too. We we'll, we'll do a recap and then um, we'll we'll come back for season three. It's pretty exciting. I like it. Really excited. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us uh, on this journey, on the season yeah. two journey. Yeah, always fun. Thanks. Yeah. See ya.